Amen. Well, turn in your Bibles if you would, or pull up on their phones or your apps, Ephesians 6.12. We are moving forward in this, uh, but there's something I want to touch on in uh, this week uh, uh, in our series, seventh week. Uh, I subtitle it, uh, Discipline, Organizing, Unified. And I want to start off by just throwing out a main point to you. If you get anything what I say here today, one main point, and it's this. Satan is real. Demons are real. <laughs> and they are out to destroy you in any way that they can if you let them. You don't have to let them. Amen. Amen. And we have authority over them. Amen. Amen. And, but he uses deception. And, and so I want to talk about that. So this is the seventh week in our series. And we've been going through our text here in Ephesians. Uh, in Ephesians 6, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we talked about that that word wrestle is a struggle, is a battle, and it's actually the Greek word pala, which is Paul directly references to the house of combat sports or the palastra, which was like a local gym training where they trained athletes. And, and so we said that uh, the palaster is just a natural picture uh, of the local church spiritually that Paul's drawing this correlation. And so God works through his palastra. God works through the local church. Uh, you say, well, Pastor, I was involved in a, a local church, and, you know, I didn't really get anything out of it, and, and I didn't feel much about anything in there, and, and they hardly ever spoke the word of God. Well, you need to leave that place. You need to get in a place where they preach and teach the word of God and speak truth. Not just one-sided, the whole counsel of God. And that, that puts a tremendous weight. Uh, because there's times, all as pastors, how many know pastors at times they want to be liked? But there are times that they're not going to be liked. <laughs> I said that with a smile. And it isn't that it's mean-spirited, but God's word, God's truth, uh, it cuts. I mean, in three years of Jesus coming out in his ministry, the whole region decided to crucify him in three years. He must have been saying some stuff that they didn't like. Amen? So, so as a pastor and my wife, we need your prayers. Don't forget about us in this battle, right? We need your prayers in strengthening us, amen, to, to declare God's truth. And so, so we said that, and we, we used the text in Ephesians 3.10, which I love. It says, the purpose is that through the church. Somebody shout, through the church. The complicated, many-sided wisdom of God and all its infinite variety, innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. And so <clears throat> the church has a role in spiritual warfare. There's a role, there's a purpose of you just coming and showing up. Well, we just come and show up and we miss an hour and a half and we could be doing this or that. No, there's something bigger than just, just us kind of gathering together in this moment that's, that God looks upon, that the heavens look upon, that they're watching even globally, even down to the local congregation. I believe that. Can you say amen? <clears throat> now, here's the thing. I want to talk to you about some classifications of demon spirits so we're not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. How many with me say amen? All right, Ephesians 6.12, we are moving on from the word wrestle. <clears throat> For we wrestle not against, somebody shout against. <clears throat> uh, against flesh and blood, but against, see, we're not fighting people. 
Just throw that out there. It seems that today there's a lot of that going on, but you're going to find out what's behind that. We are not wrestling against people, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so in this verse right here, we notice that the word against, and I didn't highlight it the last one. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Actually, it's probably fifth, fifth time we could. That word against is mentioned. <clears throat> There's an emphasis. Anytime God says something more than once, you need to take notice. Okay, you need to can't peruse through that. Like, why does he keep saying that same word? He's trying to get something communicated. He's trying to communicate something in Scripture. So there's an emphasis when he said, Saul, Saul. Hey, there's something there. Or when he said Samuel, little Samuel, 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 three times <clears throat> he, he spoke his name. <clears throat> so it, it's communicating that there's a truth that, that is very important that God wants to get across. And so we have this word against mentioned these numerous times here. Um, and so that's actually the word in the Greek prose, P-R-O-S, prose. And it always, watch this, depicts a forward position or a face-to-face -face encounter. That's what it means. A forward position. It actually describes the relationship between the Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. I'll give you a verse. John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Prose. What does that mean? Prose. Face-to-face. -face. Jesus and the Father. They were face-to-face. -face. They were in a close relationship. It reveals intimacy. Are you getting this this morning? But in spiritual warfare, in this context, watch this, being clothed in the armor of God, this word against means this. Watch this. That, <clears throat> if I can get this to pull up here, at some point in your Christian experience, you will come in direct contact with evil forces. Guaranteed. Now, I'll get on here in a moment, that the devil is not omnipresent. And that's a, that's a big theological word, and all it means, if you could say it this way, he's not everywhere, all places, at all times. But God is. Everywhere. Every, you can't run down, so it's like, I'm getting out of here, man. I'm sneaking, I'm taking off, I'm going to Jamaica, and, you know, and uh, I'm going to, you know, do something, and God's not going to see and pull the covers over your eyes. He's everywhere. Sees everything, but the devil is not. Lucifer is not. Why? <clears throat> Psalm 139 talks about how God is everywhere. He's everywhere. <clears throat> We're never out of God's sight, Psalm 139, and we cannot get away from him, John chapter 1. But Satan is a finite being. He's created. Once you get that, created. In, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> but he does have a very large number of demons, and, and many of them, it seems like when we look around, it's like the, he seems like the devil's everywhere, especially now we have instant access, come on, in the palm of our hands, right? You can find out what's going on right now in Japan, in a certain city, in the news. You could right now. If you pull something up, you can find what, you know, what's happening. It is amazing. So, we, so it seems like when we hear all of these tragedies and these things, you know, that he's just everywhere and he's, he, he, he's omnipresent. No, he's not. So going back to that word, <clears throat> a face-to-face, -face, it actually means an eyeball-to-eyeball, -eyeball, a head-on, a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder confrontation. So I want you to see that, that that's what that word pros mean when it talks about against, against. Against. So, very quickly, some classifications of demon spirits. Number one, um, let me just say this. These angels that are, excuse me, these demons that are with Satan were actually part of, this is really amazing, the angelic king kingdom of God. 
And you can find that if you read in Revelation chapter 12, verse 4, talks about that, and it talks about the fallen ones. And so Lucifer, what he does, a created being who was in charge of worship, in, in, in heaven, and, and the angels would worship towards Lucifer, and Lucifer would carry that praise and honor and praise back to the Lord. And at one point, he goes, you know what? I like this. And you know what? I could, I could be the main guy. Come on, somebody. And that's where we see the fall. And that's where it happens. And so here's what's amazing. It's in heaven. There was a revolt in heaven. I mean, I can see it down on earth. Come on. But I mean, heaven, come on, there's all the gold you want. You don't have to pay taxes. There's not the cold. Come on, somebody. It's a perfect environment. And still, there was, there was an issue. Hmm. Interesting. And so a third, it says, of the stars followed Lucifer, if you look at that prophetically, and, and it would actually happen. And they chose to follow him. And so it tells me that they must have had a free will. They weren't robots. They had a choice. And so they chose to worship God, but then they listened to Lucifer. And so, so, and he probably promised them a greater position and, and that they had serving God. And, and, but the truth of the matter is we know that his end is the lake of fire. Okay. But he totally believes he can overthrow God. He, he, he totally, he's convinced and he has convinced these demons that he will win. You know, we see a lot of that today. In, in the minds and hearts of some people that are just so anti the things of God. Isn't that right? <clears throat> Moving on. Principalities. So the first part in this verse, it talks about principalities. It lists them. And, and basically, it's the word ancient. It's the, that means the beginning of the starting point. It means that at the very top of Satan's domain is a group of demon spirits who have actually held these lofty positions of power and authority since the beginning, ancient times. And ever since the fall, probably back then, that he implemented and put them in this power. And so these ancients all have the special work of influencing earthly rulers and governments. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. All right? Some of you, you know, we have see of communist regimes. North Korea, China, you know, and there's certain subgroups and violent uh, groups and terrorist groups. And uh, e even in America, we have seen certain political uh, uh, parties and things that are aligned totally against God's word. Can I get an amen? And, and that's revealed in scripture. Forget party lines. Just what does God's word say about this situation? And we see that <clears throat> all the way down to even local governments and statewide and governors and, 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 and civic leaders. And so, so these spirits, these top lofty ones, these ancients, they influence that. And they speak and they try to manifest their desire and agenda through the lives of people in power. Because how many of you know that if you have one demonically inspired leader like Kim Jong-un, come on, in, in North Korea, where there's so much tragedy going on that he can control the whole nation of 25 million people where 24 and a half million are in starvation, right? So, so, so the, that's why they, they want to get in power and they are in power and they have, they're called principalities. The second one would be powers. Powers, kind of second in command, it's the Greek word exousia. It means delegated authority, kind of like a police officer. You know, when he blows the whistle, st stop. You know, he doesn't have power to stop that 18-wheeler, but the badge and the power behind him, right, does, because what's behind that, that, that authority. So it means the power to act, operating in a designated jurisdiction. Did you get that? <clears throat> so they have authority and power over certain areas. 
in certain states. You ever go to certain places and you go, something's weird about this city. I just can't, come on. You know, or it's just something just seems not, when we go to New Orleans, it, you're in a whole different, not, not everyone under there, but there's ruling spirits that are over certain areas that, that things are allowed to take place. And, and those things happen. And so they have certain jurisdiction, nations, cities, states. I mean, we, when Jesus cast out the spirit that, uh, uh, of, of the, the Gadarean, and he said, my name is Legion, for we are many, many spirits. Legion, could, if you relate to the Roman uh, army, Legion had 6,000. And so uh, they, they said, please don't cast us out of our territory and our region. So they had a sphere of influence, and Jesus said, get out, go. And the pigs were smart enough to jump off the cliff, and anyhow. So, so this tells us that there are lower-ranking groups of demon spirits who have received, watch this, delegated authority from Satan to do, watch this, whatever they want to, whenever they desire to, and to inflict all this tragedy on humanity, but not for the believer who knows his authority. Not for the believer that's clothed in the armor of God. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have the enemy attack. I mean, when you have an armor of God on, it isn't just something beautiful that you just wear, spiritually speaking, and you stand there with your sword. Uh, hello, you got to swing that thing. You have to block that thing. Come on, somebody. You have to duck and weave. So there's a battle that's going on with the armor. So it's not that, you know, you're untouched. We are touched, but we're protected and we're covered. Amen? So... So in other words, this delegated authority carry out all manner of evil and wickedness against humanity. These powers are evil spirits of energy and force that attack the feelings, watch this, and the imaginations of people to stir them up to commit terrible, horrendous sins. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned before, I'm about halfway through this book that I got that just so riveted me about a young little girl that escaped from North Korea, Yomi Parks, and the book's titled In Order to Live. I am just riveted by this book. It's very hard to find. You can't, I mean, you may be able to still get it on Amazon Prime, but uh, most of them sold out. In 2007, she escaped at 13 years old with her mom to go from uh, the Yalu River, escape, come across the river to get into China, and eventually walk through the Gobi Desert. It's harrowing. And the abuse and what they had to do and how they live now, not 100 years ago, now in North Korea, it is, it is North Korea is hell on earth right now. I don't know how else to say it, because she writes it. It is hell on earth. They have to go up into the woods, and they would find grasshoppers to eat. This is in the 2000s, okay? Trying to survive. They're starving. They starve the, the rest of the people. They have a front that they put up, and, and they dance, and they have all these parties when people visit. But the, the whole mass of the country is starving to death. It's just horrible. Horrible. After the whole communist regime and Russia pulled out in the 90s, they were supplying funds. Everything dried up. Three million people died of starvation. Three million. It's just crazy. And so when I think about that, and I think about, you know, uh, how these evil spirits of energy and force, they attack and people, these powers, they affect other people that make decisions that affect the lives of millions of people. Millions of people. You know, <clears throat> It's just, uh, I think the China virus here, there's, I think as of today, 2.4 million globally that, that uh, uh, have, have um, uh, suffered, suffered from this and, uh, or even, even died globally from this. But you know, there's something even worse than that. It's the hunger virus. 122 million, they calculate, have died <clears throat> globally because of these 
the lockdowns, and we're hearing about it even in, in certain nations and, and, and ministers that, that, that people are starving, 12,000 a day, dying and a starvation, and all of these things, are, the, the, these demons laugh. They rejoice to inflict pain on God's creation. They hate, remember this, the devil hates you. He does not, he's not gonna let up on anything. And so when you hear of these stories or you hear those things that cause you to cringe, that are horrific, that are brutal, they're sadistic, tragic, and especially stuff that's done to innocent children, and these demon powers are at work behind it. Never forget that. Okay, uh, next one, moving right along here. I'm actually almost done here. So rulers of the darkness of this world. Rulers of the darkness of the world. This term is an interesting term. It's the cosmo kafator, actually in the Greek, which is a compound of two words. We get the word cosmos and kratos, and they're put together. So cosmos indicates order and arrangement when you have that first part of the word. Kratos has to do with like raw power and strength. So if you, if you put them together, they depict raw power that has been harnessed and put into some kind of order. That's what this term, rulers of the darkness of this world, means. And so this phrase was a phrase technically used by the Greeks to describe certain aspect of the military when they described the military. Why? Because the military is filled with a lot of young men. They had lots of natural power. They had ability, raw power, if you could say. But in order, watch this, for that raw power to be effective, it had to be harnessed. It had to be organized. Watch this, cosmos, order and arrangement. Kind of like the military does in boot camp. I'm going to talk about that here in a moment. With raw recruits and their tar to march and to drill constantly. You know, back in 1983, I wound up in Paris Island, South Carolina, as a young 18-year-old uh, uh, kid. I was actually 17, turned 18, while I was in, in, uh, uh, in boot camp. And one of the things that they started off each day, you would drill, you would march for hours, hours. You go to each house, come back, drill. And I remember the senior drill instructor, and anyone that's been in the military uh, knows still the name of their senior drill instructor because they feared that guy, Staff Sergeant Nacino. I think he was this, this huge, towering, Goliath guy that, oh, anyhow, you didn't want to cross him, and he brought us all up on the balcony, and he goes, look over there. And there was a, a third-phase uh, platoon that was soon to graduate in a few days, and they were marching. They had their boots ploused. They were sharp. They had their rifles, and they marched in order, and he would just have a command, and it was just like um, amazing how they would turn on a dime and what they would do. And I looked and went, us, we didn't have our boots ploused. We were all disheveled. We still, you know, our hair cuts, you know, we got farmer's tans, and, and it was just like, he goes, someday you'll be like that. And I couldn't believe it. It was such a powerful moment for me. I was like, would, I, would we be able to? 13 and a half weeks later, it's amazing. That's who we were. It's amazing. But that's what we mean when we talk about order and arrangement. There's something here that's even in the spirit realm. Now watch this. So same too, these young Greek soldiers with all their energy were taught to be submitted and disciplined, ordered and perfectly arranged. And so that's the picture that Paul is painting here with this word. So I want you to get this. And so once they graduated at the end, they, they were a massive force when the drill instructor or the general said, go, do this, do that. They would do that. They were ordered. 
They were arranged. Now I'm going somewhere with this. Apostle Paul, he uses the same phrase uh, of this idea, rulers of the darkness of this world. And he tells us that Satan deals with his demon spirits like their troops. Like their troops. What does that mean? <clears throat> Satan puts these demons in rank and file. They're demons. They're wild. They're crazy. And some of you think, well, it's the spirit realm and it's all disorganized. No, it's not. The demonic realm is so organized to the hilt. Now, you need to get this because there's a spiritual point here. And we talk as a church, as we are moving forward, especially building and piercing into darkness, what the enemy's devices want to do. And he does, it's the same bag in his tricks. He puts them in rank and file. He gives them orders and assignments. And then he sends them out like troops. And they are committed just to kill, steal, and destroy. So, so it's a fact, going back to that, as believers, we have more authority and power than the devil in the name of Jesus. You need to know that. You need to know that. Amen? Why? The greater one lives within you. Okay? I want to I hammer that. You need to know that. So... Pastor Mike, why does it seem sometimes that the church is so full of defeat? The reason I believe the church at times experiences so much defeat is because the devil has something that the church at times sometimes gets and this a lot of times does not get. See, we know that Satan is so serious about doing damage to humanity and especially God's kingdom, God's creation, his church, we said that he deals with his demons like they are troops. And so that tells me that they are disciplined demons. They are organized. They are unified. How many still with me say amen? So they are put in rank. They are put in fight. Those are Marines there marching, just so you know. Just to throw that out there. Uh, but, but, but they are organized to the hill. They are disciplined. They are unified in a sense. You could say it that way. But the average Christian does not stay in one church for more than a few years. Uh-oh. Well, you know, I feel called to leave. You know, uh, this isn't right or that isn't right and blah, blah, blah. And, and sometimes it may be legitimate. You know, I think this is a season right now that God is kind of shaking the bush. Okay? Uh, and there are places that are dried up vines that people go because, well, uh, I, I follow you or I follow you. But no, no, God is shaking a lot of things right now. And that shaking isn't all that bad. Jesus went into the synagogue and said, listen, come out and follow me. And so if you're in a dead place, plucked up, dry, doesn't preach the word of God, come out and follow him. Let him lead you to wherever that is. Amen. And so they're, they're organized, but the only average Christian, you know, how many of you know that the local church that preaches and teaches the word of God, it has heaps and heaps of raw power, but sometimes that power gets disconnected and it's disjointed and the body, it, it, it lacks discipline and organization and commitment and there's disunity. Back in the 80s, uh, I think of some of the stupid things where I don't like this carpet. They put in a carpet I don't like, so I'm leaving. Well, that was an 80s thing, all right? We don't say that now. I guess that's so dumb. We've heard that before. Come on, somebody. In the 90s, it was, well, I don't like this music, and, or they use smoke on the stage, and I got <laughs> I cough with the smoke, and I don't like the smoke either. Just throwing that out there, but... It's too soft. You know what? The music's too slow. Or it's too contemporary. You know, all right, I get that. And, or the pastor, he's dated, you know, and he's too old. He's too young. He's not smart enough. He's too smart. I don't understand his word. He dresses funny on and on. Come on, somebody. 
A, <clears throat> today the divisive issues are political issues. Pandemic issues, mask issues, come on somebody, safety issues, fear, separation, oh my gosh, I don't want to touch anybody. Hey, Hawaii, I went to one place and finally the girl reached her hand out. She goes, so good to shake somebody's hand. I said, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hello, people, this is demons at work in 2021. That's what this is. They're up there laughing. <laughs> in the heavens. We'll get to that point. Now, what what do you mean by in the heavens? The rulers of dark, the darkness of this world. That's what he's talking about. And so here's the encouragement. If we're going to match the discipline and organization and commitment of the enemy in his camp, I believe we'll begin to move in that awesome demonstrative power, which I believe is awakening here even at Harvest. I believe that. I believe, I remember, I'll just say this, I'm going to throw this out there, that, that we as a church, not anything in because of myself, but of all of us corporately here together, we have entered into a new season. <clears throat> and, and we need to be more aware of the devices of the enemy because Satan, do you honestly think he knows our next step is a big step? Yeah. That's not just for me as a pastor, that's for all of you. It's a big step coming in, into the community, in the footprint, in, in a very strategic location, beautiful property, right there where the center of a lot is happening, that people are going to be awakened and aware, and people that don't know Jesus are going to come to Jesus. He's just going to give us an easy pass. Come on, people. Come on. He's not going to be show, showering you with divisiveness and strife and trying to get people disillusioned. Can I get an amen? It's the enemy. We are not ignorant of his devices. Can you say amen? Almost done here. And so that's why we need to extend grace and we kind of kind of be overdo it on the attitude of unity. Amen. You know, you hear something, whatever, something, you know what? I don't know about that, but you know what? We, just a unifying force. Amen. And the devil has no ground in that. He has no ground. So <clears throat> unity is so powerful. How many know that? It's, God talks about unity in the scripture and how, how that uh, as Aaron's beard and that oil that came down and how it blesses. Unity is powerful, but also in the, in the negative side, it's, it's very scary and it's evil. Genesis chapter 11, verse 6 and 7, it said, the Lord said, this is talking about when all of the world at that time spoke one language and they start building a tower. And you think, why did God do that? What's the big deal? They're just building, you know, just a skyscraper. No, they're not. They're building a tower to do human sacrificing on the top. So then if God ever floods the world, he, they can still do what they want to do. That's why. It was an evil intent. And I actually saw the base of this tower in Israel. You know, <clears throat> Anyhow, the Lord said, as if one people speaking the same language, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, watch this, have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. God says that about you. Nothing, when they're united, but it's divided, you can't do anything. So what does he do? He confuses the language and they quit. Someone all of a sudden speaking English, huh, what'd you say? Why, uh, yeah, some Chinese say, I don't know, and the whole project ceases, amen? Or if you speak Spanish, I'm, forgive me Chinese people because I didn't, anyhow. Moving right along, I, <clears throat> nothing, come let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. How many with me say amen? amen. Finally, uh, last point here, spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. <clears throat> heaven. <clears throat> Paul talks about spiritual wickedness, high places, or one translation says heavenly realm. Three types of heaven. Number one, heaven where the birds fly. When you look up, you see all the creatures, the blue sky, that's called heaven. It's the atmosphere. Let's talk about in the scripture. 
The second heaven is where the stars are, beyond Earth's atmosphere. The Bible relates that and talks about and the planets. But there's the third heaven. The third heaven is the dwelling place of God. So when you die and you know Jesus and you say, I see the light, the tunnel, you're going to the third heaven. Come on, somebody. You're bypassing and moving at the speed of light, your spirit, man or woman, and you're going to enter into the third heaven. Hallelujah. And everyone that you loved and known that you may have lost in all the pain and sorrow, they're going to be there. We've been waiting for you. And they'll be more alive than you are right now. More alive than you are right now. Hallelujah. That is our future. You know, it's one thing living on this earth. Come on, somebody. Going through the pain, and then you die. It's like, well, whatever. God has something even better later. Even better later after all this hell. Amen? <laughs> Anyhow, moving right along. Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, the third heaven. Amen? So wickedness depicts something that's bad, vile, vicious, cancerous. <clears throat> Paul is saying, uh, by, by saving this phrase until last, because he's telling us what the express aim of Satan's kingdom is, uh, these evil spirits are sent forth to afflict humanity in a bad, vile, vicious, and evil way. Why? How do they do that? These spiritual wickedness in high places, they aim to keep us from hearing God's truth any way possible. You know, I was going to get up and get around to it. Oh, I should have read my Bible verse today or whatever. Oh, I'm so busy. To, any way he can to get you distracted. Oh, I got four texts. I got to respond to it. But listen, I wanted you to worship me for these few moments. I wanted you to spend some, come on, somebody. This is how he works. This is how he works. And so, and specifically, these spiritual wickedness in high places, they are focused on believers. You and me. Christians, the religious ones, to attack the church, those who profess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, to attack the most religious people, leaders, to get them off into heresy and wild delusions. And we've seen that even recently now. And, and some, I won't even mention names, some, some, spirit, some really, we felt solid leaders that we just got into gross, crazy stuff that's come out. Stand with me, if you would, please, in conclusion. 1 Corinthians 14, 40. All things should be done decently and in order. So God is a God of order. So is the devil. You need to know that. The enemy is also an enemy of order and strategy. First uh, <clears throat> Corinthians 14, 33, God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. <clears throat> Every head bowed, please. Satan and his demons they are organized against pros, against Christ, against us. They are not somewhere far off. They're not there all the time. You know, for people that say, oh, the devil this, the devil that. No, it's a lot of it probably is the flesh or pizza the night before. Come on. It's not. He's not, he's not omnipresent, okay? But you will know and recognize, and I've had encounters. This is pure devil right here in this moment. And we're going to take authority over that and deal with that. And so, so the demons, they, they, want to, they want to manifest. They want to seek to interact with us, influence us, affect our spirit, man and woman. Why? Because they are spirit beings. They want to control you. They, they have personalities. It may be heavy for some of you, but this is the truth. <clears throat> and, and those personalities, they want to manifest through a vessel, hence your body. <clears throat> and whether it's a, a, an addicting spirit or whatever it may be, they want to manifest through you, and they're very subtle. 
They want to play games with you. They're malignant. They're evil. That's why we need to learn how to stand. And that is something that doesn't happen just once. It happens throughout our whole life. To stand against his schemes and devices and to be clothed in God's armor. My closing point is this, that our, <clears throat> how does he attack? Here's how he attacks. Ready? This is how he attacks the majority of believers in their marriage. Wow. <laughs> we thought it would be something other big. Well, you know, it's this political. No. Your marriage. Because if he can get you and get you all tumbled up, come on, somebody. <clears throat> then it affects kids and it causes kids to make decisions and it's painful and it's hurtful. Come on. Amen. Your work, your family. <clears throat> this is where we will face the brunt of the devil's attack on us. So individually and as a church body, we need to continue to be strong. Amen. Just to throw out too, also for the, for the couples get together that Paul and Lisa are going to be leading this Saturday. I want to encourage you to come out. This is a major point where Satan attacks. So we need to be strong. We need to be vigilant. We need to be a part. And they have so offered themselves to do that. Let's be a part of it. Let's support that. Let's not allow the enemy any foothold in our life. Amen? Amen. Every head bow, please. You're here this morning. You may be listening online. And you're not right with the Lord. This is a great time. The Bible says now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. You could get right with the Lord. I don't know where everyone's at here this morning. But we can pray corporately here. If you've never received Christ in your life. What do you mean, Pastor? You've never been born again. You've never invited Christ in to be Lord of your life, repented of your sins. This is a great day to do that, to surrender your life. Pray with me if you would this morning. If that's you feel God speaking to you, let's pray corporately. Say this. Say, Jesus, I believe died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I give you my life. Now take it. Thank you for saving me. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Be Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, you meant it. God meant it too, and his spirit came within your spirit. And we want to help you along the way develop uh, you and your spiritual growth. And so we have materials, we have small groups, and, and, and there's a link right there that can help you uh, on your spiritual journey. Amen. How many learned something this morning? Amen. We know that the enemy is real, and he is organized to the hilt. Let's be smarter than him. Amen. Let's squelch any disunity. Amen. As we know, the bigger footprint God has given us into the community and the region, and I even believe even, even in, in other nations, that he's just not going to be by, by sitting by passive. We need to nip that thing right away and say, you know what? We allow a spirit of unity here in this church. We may not understand anything, and definitely pastor, he doesn't know everything for certain. I know that for certain, but you know what? My heart is right. My heart is wanting to do the will of God. And so if I make a mistake, I blow it. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But let's just get that spirit as we move forward. Amen. Let's be forgiving one another, helping one another. Amen.